Hello friends, this is Anna with Identity-Based Nutrition, and welcome to my podcast, Health for Your Truest Self. In this podcast, I share my insights, answer questions, and host interviews about physical, spiritual, and emotional health. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the disclaimer located at identitybasednutrition.com forward slash disclaimer and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Well, hello and welcome, friends. As you may know, this season of my podcast is dedicated to interviewing different health practitioners in the Lubbock area, and I have had a blast doing just that. So today I'm going to be um, interviewing Dr. Blake Gafford, and he is a doctor of oriental medicine, and he does acupuncture and herbology as well as many other modalities. And in addition to the oriental medicine, Blake received a four-year training in modern biomedicine, which allows him to work alongside physicians to help his patients with their health concerns. So welcome, Blake. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. We could probably do an individual podcast for each aspect of your work. Um, You've done so many things, but I I specifically want to hear more about the acupuncture. So can you um, tell us a bit about how you discovered that and what inspired you to make it part of your practice? Yeah. um, So what's... The, the way that it really happened with me is that I was just receiving acupuncture treatments uh, many years ago and uh, was just getting a lot out of it. Um, I was receiving acupuncture um, for stress and anxiety, and um, I was just a college student at the time. And, um, you know, I remember I had gone to see um, my doctor, and, um, you know, he was wanting to put me on um, – like a benzodiazepine or something just to kind of, you know, calm me down. But I, I knew enough to know that, you know, that's not really the route I wanted to go. And so um, I was looking for something a little more natural and wound up um, hooking up with um, uh, kind of a, a doctor who, who prescribed more alternative type of things. And he said, you know, really – I, I think that acupuncture would be a good way of, of you kind of managing your stress because I was doing all the other things that were right. He looked at kind of my diet. My diet was really good. And, you know, it was um, – this was like early 2000s. And so, you know, I'd, I'd – um, you know, the Internet was out at that time and um, there was getting to be a lot more information there. And um, um, so I was, I was doing gluten-free and I was doing all these things that I thought would, would really help me. But um, I really had, a, I guess, a component that was missing, and that was um, that was that was just uh, uh, kind of um, was really helped by acupuncture. Acupuncture was just that 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 thing, and then in addition to that, um, everything um, beyond that. So so the herbology, and then also um, some of the movement arts, so like tai chi and qigong, and um, mm-hmm. I just really um fell in love with uh with with all things Chinese really and um fell in love with their medicine and found it uh, found it tremendously helpful for me personally but also um uh other people I would prefer to go get acupuncture I would t- 
tell them, oh, you know, you have a shoulder pain, go get acupuncture or headaches or, you know, digestive complaints or whatever. And um, it it, um, uh, proved to be something that um, that I I decided, man, there's really something to this. Um, Seeing so many, you know, good results with other people and then not only that, but just myself, and I love it. Um, so much that uh, just decided to, to to go and study it and um, and learn everything I could about it. Mm, that's awesome. What did you notice specifically about after you had your acupuncture appointment or several appointments? What did you notice that changed for you personally? Well, um, I remember after my first session how relaxed I was. I I had never mm-hmm. felt anything quite like that. It was a different experience than you know. Um, you know, just drinking alcohol or something like that, where your 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 mind is gone too. Um, you're, you know, you're nice. still really functional, but um, but just really relaxed, and I just felt good, and I felt this kind of um, energy flow through my body that I that mm. um, that I couldn't really describe to anyone. Um, I remember, I remember my first after my first experience, I tried describing it to some people, and they just they didn't really know they didn't really know what I was talking about, and it and it's one of those things <laughs> you don't really know what you, what how how to um, how to how to describe it to someone unless they've experienced it themselves, and so it's um, I guess it's, it's somewhat of an esoteric um, component to acupuncture where it's it's one of those things like um, and I, I get it all the time now as as um, with with my patients uh, where uh, you know. They try to describe it to people, and, and some people don't really understand what they're talking about until they they come in, and then and then now they can now they can talk all about acupuncture, and you know they'll they'll people will say, oh well, uh, uh, how is your chi? How does your chi feel right now? And you know they they they're <laughs> on the same wavelength now. So yeah. Perfect, perfect. Can you um explain with acupuncture? What system of the body that it works with, and what chi means for anyone in you know in this uh, sure, listening yeah. to this call that doesn't understand what that means? Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, there's a, really a lot of ways of kind of uh, of kind of explaining it. And to tell you the truth, um, there's there seems to be kind of um, uh, a, a new uh, a movement within my field of medicine to explain it a little differently. And so I'll explain it that way. And then I'll also explain it um, uh, another, another, in another way, because uh, I figure maybe some people out there, uh, they might be looking into it and they may see some descriptions and stuff like that. So I kind of want to encompass a lot of the different um, descriptions. But um, I'm sure uh, many of your um, listeners are familiar with chiropractic. And, you know, in the early days of chiropractic, um, the, the Palmer family was, um, was uh, they, were, they were really, they were the originators. Um, and they, um, the, the purpose of it was to kind of unleash your own, your body's healing potential um, by, uh, by, by unwinding some blockages there on your spine. And um, and then your body can can heal itself, um, and so uh, that was uh, something that uh, uh, that the Palmers recognized um, was that we have we have that that vital force in our body, 
And you know, in in the Bible, it's it's um, it's the breath that that God breathed into into man. You know, first Adam was um, you know he he took uh, the as the as the story goes, he took uh, 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 dirt and then breathed life into him. And of course, we have our our um, our physical body, which is essentially just minerals. Um, you know, we're we we're from dust, and you know, to dust we return when we when we uh, finally die. But what makes us living? And that component that is something that the Chinese have long recognized that 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 life force in us is um, is is something that that they studied in the human being. And um, now I've seen with the chiropractic profession how it has um, it has kind of tried to get a little bit away from that in some more recent years. Um, and they 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 um, a lot of times will just talk about you know nerves and things like that um, and uh, 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 how how maybe there's a subluxation on your spine and there's um you know a nerve ending that goes to a particular organ or something like that um because you know more and more i think i've found that um professions are trying to work within the modern biomedical framework um to explain these things to patients because they don't understand things like um you know vital force and energy and things like that and so there's there's actually been somewhat of a of a of a of that movement within my own profession as well. Um and it interestingly enough they're they're not wrong by saying that. Um there has been a movement in my profession to describe what's called the meridians as um as actually blood vessel pathways and that's actually somewhat accurate because they actually follow certain blood vessel and major nerve pathways and various things like that in the body. Um, when you go in the really old textbooks, you find that that's, um, that's the case. They're called uh, the Jingmai, which are longitudinal planes in the body. Um, and um, those are um, typically what's called the 12 major meridians. Um, but um, they, they are actually blood vessel pathways. Um, but my, the thing I always like to come back to is, well, how, why did those form in that way in the first place? And there is that energetic component or that, um, formative force that, um, that, that does that, um, that, that allows those, to, those to, to follow in that particular, um, pathway as, as we're, um, um, forming our own bodies in the, in the womb. And so, um, Anyway, um, when you when you needle somebody, what that does is it moves what the Chinese call qi and blood. So it's moving either the energetic force that created the the, the body, or it's always there. It, that's that's always um, present in your body. Um, but it's also moving the physical component as well, and that's been observed in um, quite a few different studies with modern biomedical instruments and things like that, that um, one of the big things that's happening is um, is that um, blood flow changes, and it changes over time. And so, you know, one of the big ways that people, um, 
you know, if you have any kind of injury or something, eventually your body heals itself as long as it has the resources to do that. Acupuncture works with that type of theory um, of, of self-healing um, and just expedites it and allows your body, as long as you have those resources, it, it helps facilitate or unblock any of the impediments that are standing in your way to be able to make that full, um, that full recovery and full healing. Um, so anyway, I know that's a long explanation, but, um, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah, that's a really great explanation. And, um, I, you know, I love the, the concept and that's fully what I hold to is that the, the body knows how to heal itself. So essentially whenever you're working with acupuncture, you're trying to remove any stagnation or blockages, keeping that life force energy from flowing through the body and, and doing whatever self-healing it's trying to do. Exactly. Essentially what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So explain meridian points. Um, I'm sorry, were you going to tack on to that? Oh, sure. No. Uh, well, the, yeah. the the meridian points, um, you know, there's, there's, um, there's uh, interestingly enough, there's um, 360 uh, major points in the body. Uh, really, I did not and, know that. Yeah, yeah, points. yeah. Okay, cool. And there's, mm-hmm, and um, and what what's what's interesting is that the number three sixty is is kind of repeated um, throughout Chinese medicine. So, um, like also in the herbal um, component of some of the things I do, there's the 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 classic, the most classic herbal text, which is uh, which was written by a man named Zhang Zhongjing. Um, who had gotten into herbalism because um, he saw entire villages getting wiped out. Um, and so the story goes that um, that there were um, some really bad um, plagues um, hitting some places in China, and he lost um, a lot of his loved ones and, and a lot of people he knew. And there was nothing he could do to help them. Um, he was a very intelligent person. And he set off to try to figure out some of the best um, um, herbal um, remedies to um, fix certain things. And what he what he wound up um, writing down were uh, the Shang Han Lun, uh, which is the treatise on cold uh, diseases, and then the Jingwei Yalo, um, and those between those two texts, if you take all the herbal formulas that are in there, it adds up to 360. And so the idea is that everything under the sun could be treated um, with all of these, since it's it's actually 360, you know, uh, uh, degrees. Um, Directionally speaking, every single formula does a it does a little bit different direction within that 360 degree sphere, essentially. And um, so it's a it's a similar similar thought with acupuncture, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, and and most of the um, of the points are actually little tiny depressions in the body, and um, so there's there's there is a little bit of a of something that's a little little different about them. Um, and then, and then after doing a lot of qigong training and things like that, you can actually feel a little bit of a different sensation right there at that at where where an acupuncture point is. Um, it feels different than other points. Necessary, you know, um, some other points um, may have or other places in the body that are not you know the traditional points may have a little something else going on there. 
And biomedically, what has been found at those points is that um, there is this kind of confluence of little little tiny um, capillary beds and blood vessels and things like that, all, all kinds of little um, little 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 things going on right there. And so the thought in modern times um, from people studying this is that when you needle the points, you're influencing either the vascular system or the nerve, nervous system um, in a very um, specific way right there at, at, at that point. Um, and then empirically, you know, the points have been, have been looked at, you know, for, for a long time. There's been a lot of empirical um, um, kind of data, I guess, associated with the points of, oh, this point, um, this point um, treats um, – mastitis, for instance, or this point treats um, gallstones, or this point treats um, migraine headaches, or, you know, various various types of, um, of experiences that have been recorded over thousands of years. But behind that, there's also a lot of theory. Um, and so, um, even without knowing, if, if you only knew the principles of the points, um, you can apply those and be able to treat uh, uh, many different things without necessarily knowing like all the all the different theory. But of course, in school, we we learn both. So, mm. how neat! So the specific points, specific meridian points, would um, bring chi flow back to maybe specific organs or muscles, or um, would that be the case? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so sometimes, you know, um, you may have a headache, let's say, and uh, I may needle a point on your foot. And I have people mm-hmm. say, well, why didn't you needle a point on my head? And I said, well, I, 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 may, I may do that. Um, and, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, depending on kind of the situation. But, um, but sometimes it's it's what's interesting is that you needle some points on the on the foot or on the hand and and then and then someone feels their headache start to dissipate or or the pressure in their head starts to kind of move and people are really curious as to why that is now um there's a really long explanation as to why that is but what i typically tell people is it's kind of like um kind of like how if you have a water hose and you have um you turn it on and you, maybe you don't see water coming out the end of that hose. Um, well, the problem is not right at the end of the hose. The problem is somewhere, a tangle somewhere, maybe even in the in the distal end of that hose. And so, um, so you just need to unwind that, and then the water flows right out the end of the hose. Um, so, so there's exactly like what you were you, what you were saying is that. You know, maybe you um, needle a point for someone's uh, uh, on someone's body and it affects their organ or re- restores chi flow or blood flow to that that organ, or uh, to maybe their shoulder or something like that. And that's absolutely the case. Um, as a matter of fact, there's um, there's a couple of interesting stories uh, I can tell you. Um, I've actually seen a whole uh, lot of patients recently, just within the past few months, with gallstones. And um, in China, gallstones are treated very, very differently because, of course, in China, they live in a modern uh, world as, 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 just as we do. They have hospitals. They have all the you know modern uh, um, 
lab equipment and all you know biomedical training and everything. But in China, oftentimes what happens is if, if you have gallstones, they do the um, sonogram tests and the um, HIDA scans and everything just to see, okay, well, um, how big are your gallstones and how many do you have and, you know, maybe uh, what's the output of your gallbladder, um, um, you know, what, what percentage is it um, um, work functioning at essentially and things like that. So they get all the same data that we do here. But, but here... Um, Really, the idea is well, we're just we're just going to take it out. We'll just take out the gallbladder, and that's basically the first and only option. Um, but in China, they they that is still an option. But what they would rather do first is um, uh, do acupuncture because it's non-invasive, and a lot of times you can just pass the stone on your on your on your own. Um, or you could also do herbs or a combination of both, and that's actually the best. And so uh, there's certain herbs and herbal formulas that have been around for a really long time that really help, um, you know, uh, relax your bile duct. Uh, it increases um, bile output. Um, it helps to dissolve stones, things like that. So it has uh, multifaceted or multi. Um, there's there's a lot of things going on with the formula. Um, but then with acupuncture, there's certain points in the body that uh, you needle, and um, and then you um, it's it's almost I mean it's almost a hundred percent that I've I've seen I mean everyone feels um, this this extreme pressure in their chest begin to release, and it's usually within minutes. Uh, and mm. uh, oftentimes people leave just feeling, uh, you know, 100%. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that all their stones are gone, but that we were able to pass enough of what they had, enough of uh, enough of uh, some of the stones or some of the um, even some of the biliary sludge and things like that. They're able to actually pass through and um, give them some relief. Um, and then another um, interesting story. Uh, this is not something that I have seen because in, in over here in the West, um, uh, with my training, um, I would actually have to uh, just refer. This is this is considered a 911 emergency. But over in China, a um, little bit different type of situation. In China, um, they uh, uh, will sometimes treat appendicitis um, with acupuncture, and um, that's typically. Um, well, with gallstones, let's say that acupuncture sometimes is the first line um, or the first treatment that they want to try, and then herbs. Um, and then if there's certain complicating factors, like let's say maybe um, one of the stones is too large to pass through the bile duct or something like that, then they um, then they just wind up removing your gallbladder because they say, well, there's really nothing we can do at that point. So they still do the, the kind of the typical Western thing at that point. But um, appendicitis is something that that even they typically will treat purely biomedically these days. However, um, there are points that treat appendicitis, and one of my professors was um, was lucky enough to be part of a little research project there in China, and they had um, someone cut open. Um, uh, they were about to take his appendix out, but they wanted to see first what this appendix point did, and so um, 
they brought my professor in there, and they had him needle the point and apply a really vigorous stimulation to it, and they observed that the appendix made this twirling motion. And they wound up cutting the appendix out anyway because they they had the you know the person cut open and everything. But then they observed it. They cut they cut the appendix open after that, and all they saw was it was inflammation. But the appendix had appeared to um, to dump out some of the obstructions that they'd seen on on the imaging, and so um, so that was a, a really interesting um, finding. So um, so yeah, it has um, it can have direct. Um, uh, access to, to certain organs, and there's certain points that that do. They have um, kind of a direct effect on certain parts of the body and certain organs, and um, can kind of restore flow there, um, or other parts of your body. You know, even just something like um, your knee or your shoulder or um, your head, or, or really any places that you have pain or anything like that. So. Mm. Yeah, you know, many people think of doing acupuncture specifically for pain, but from what you're saying and what I've come to understand is that it can be used for all sorts of things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, in the ancient days, uh, what I always explain to people is that in the ancient days, um, they didn't have really any anything else. I mean, they had they had acupuncture and they had um, herbs. And um, you know your 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 town acupuncturist might see you uh, a little more often. They did certain treatments. Um, for instance, they did um, three days on, three days off, and these are kind of like um, targeted detoxification treatments. Let's say um, uh, where hmm. uh, well, let me let me back out just one one little bit because sometimes pain is actually caused by an internal uh, 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 problem. And this was something that the Chinese had recognized a long time ago. There's there's, there's actually something um, that doesn't even get a lot of play in acupuncture school, um, but it's called the channel divergences. And these are, these are pathways that um, actually get created later on. Uh, and I was, I was talking with um, a uh, 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 lymphatic uh, massage specialist about this recently, and she was telling me how um, they, they have found that um, they're, uh, in, in the in the uh, vascular system, um, your body will make these inroads and it will create uh, pathways into the into the lymphatic vessels, and that's that's exactly what the Chinese had described a long time ago, called the channel divergences. So the the primary channels or the primary meridians. Um, we have 12 of them, and um, if a pathogen that you get uh, at, at some point in, in your in your lifetime, it can be some sort of environmental pathogen, sometimes even an emotional pathogen, um, it um, it can be an overwhelming experience for your um, for your body, and your body doesn't want that to necessarily. Um, uh, be held in the body for you know forever, and it doesn't want it, it doesn't want it to going to your vital organs either because then it can cause degeneration. So your body actually will through through a a process similar to angiogenesis create pathways to um, to get this to get this out into safe storing um, sites in the body. And um, the the interesting thing about the divergent channels is that they follow um, some lymphatic uh, um, 
pathways. And there's ways of, of kind of accessing them. But, but what's interesting is that um, they end at the, at the big joints. Um, we don't have a lot of, um, of lymph nodes beyond uh, the knees and elbows. Um, and, um, uh, but a lot of the binding sites are also at, at major um, uh, points in the body, like the armpit and then right at the clavicle and things like that, where we have a lot of lymphatic um, uh, vessels. And so there's, there's sometimes um, uh, I see a component where someone has, let's say, knee, pro- knee pain, but the knee pain may be, maybe it's due to just an injury, let's say, uh, an external injury. Um, but sometimes it could be due to, um, let's say, a virus that someone had a long time ago. This is something the Chinese recognized a long, long time ago that, um, that, um, um, that we're, we're starting to see today, I, I think, um, where there's, there's, there is sometimes a, a, a latent pathogen um, type of component where sometimes you see it with people with chronic fatigue syndrome. They have like Epstein-Barr virus chronically and their joints hurt, things like that. So, um, so there's, there's ways of trying to get that out of, of the knee. To, and, and so, so people, um, people's knee pain begins to go away. Um, and sometimes I've had experiences where um, I do just one session and some really chronic knee pain goes away. But at the same time, people have this kind of detoxification reaction. And they feel like an old um, cold or old flu um, 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 type of symptom come up. And, um, and so we have to, we have to also um, um, treat some of that. Um, but it, it, mm. those make for some interesting experiences for sure because um, sometimes even on the table um, I'll needle um, someone and then they get chills and start kind of kind of shaking a little bit and you know shivering a little bit and um, they're having that 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 old pathogen come out of of their body and so uh, mm. it, it makes for makes for some interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I was try to tell my clients is that your symptoms are your friends. We always think of symptoms as bad things or, you know, something messed up or wrong with us. But when you can get those symptoms, it's it's just trying to come up to come out and to get out of there so that your body can function properly. Exactly. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Wow. So um so with there so there's several there's many different things that acupuncture could help with is there anything that it doesn't work for or that you you wouldn't recommend you know using it for well um i always tell people i mean acupuncture because it's based on the principle of your body being able to heal itself and so really there's there's you know we always experience some sort of self-healing all the time and that's as a matter of fact it's a reason I, I have a theory that it's a reason a lot of people will put off going to the doctor for a long time um, because they know that their body has been able to heal a certain something for 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 a while and they haven't needed help and um, men men are notorious for that and and I think the reason is is because we have more yangshi we have more of that kind of self-healing or, or, or uh, uh, force in our body um, mm. to be able to do it, but um, but I, so 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 yes, there 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 really is nothing that acupuncture cannot treat. However, 
sometimes um, there are there are some limitations. So there's um, a financial limitation uh, of the, for the patient, and um, sometimes there's a, a limitation um, what the practitioner uh, can do, what the practitioner feels comfortable doing, um, and um, there's there's so 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 that's that's kind of um, that's kind of uh, uh, really where more of the limitations are, um, mm. but but acupuncture can always help. It can, I mean, it can help just about anything. The thing is, though, that sometimes um, you know you could be doing acupuncture until the cows come home on a certain something, um, and it's just you're, you're going to be making really slow progress. Whereas there's a there, there's a there's a better modality out there and. Um, you know, a real easy, quick example is just sometimes if, if I have a patient with scoliosis, for instance, um, they're, they're, you know, they have a, a pretty severe curvature in their spine and it may be causing them a lot of pain. Um, that muscular pain can be fixed. The, theoretically, the scoliosis of the spine could even be fixed. If the yang chi is strong enough, that could be fixed. But most people, um, you know, you don't you don't typically see people right when the scoliosis is occurring as their children, and so um, you're not able to to to, to get it right then, um, and and they really at, at some point you know may need to go see a chiropractor instead because the chiropractor might give them um, a little bit better relief, uh, a little bit deeper relief, and a little bit more more lasting results. Uh, on a deeper level because they're able to make that manual adjustment of their spine. Um, but even still, even in those cases, I, I tell people that, and I have several patients who, who come see me um, for this, um, where um, acupuncture works really, really well in tandem with chiropractic and people are able to hold their adjustments a little bit better um, because that, that musculature sometimes that's, that's, um, that's real tight is keeping their spine, you know, locked down, uh, or their neck locked down, and sometimes the, their their chiropractor is not able to get full, full, um, uh, a full adjustment uh, done for them just because the muscles are so tight or something like that. So there, there's things like that. Of course, there's there's also um, there's also some pretty strong conditions sometimes where, um, you know, someone might need a lot of acupuncture. And so I have I have several clients who um, who you know they can only come and see me maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks or something like that. And so we're not able to get we're not able to have them on a really strong strong program um, uh, for acupuncture to to really um, um, help their 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 problems. So that's where herbs sometimes come in really really handy because herbs um, are based a lot of times on some of the same principles and so you can apply them in the same way and it's it's almost in a way kind of like giving yourself a little bit of an acupuncture treatment every day um, so you can take these herbs home and then you 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 um, uh, mix them in water or sometimes um, it's just a pill and you take it and it helps a certain um, function or certain um, mm. certain process in the body and Really good example of that would be um, people with uh, people with yang deficiency. Acupuncture helps move chi really well, but it doesn't really give your body a lot of new chi. 
um, and a lot of new life force. That's moxa. Moxa really helps that. Um, so theoretically, if someone's able to come in all the time, yeah, I could apply something called moxibustion, which is this herb that that uh, that um, you have just kind of near the the point, and it's um, you 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 light it. And um, it just kind of gives a real warm sensation to the body, and it's a warm, penetrating um, um, sensation. A lot of a lot of patients describe it kind of like a kind of like a campfire or something. And um, mm. the the it really can fire up uh, a certain process in the body or a certain something in the body. And so, someone let's say with like hypothyroidism or um, or you see that a lot in women, but in men, um, it's, it's testosterone deficiency you're seeing a lot more of. And um, a moxa can really, really help either one of those things. But for for the best bang for the buck, um, if someone was wanting to go the pure natural route for something like that and just boost up their testosterone or just boost up their thyroid, um, herbs are a fantastic option. And so I, I have a lot of clients like that um, who I just have come in maybe once a month or something like that, and we just do acupuncture just to help keep everything flowing and help help keep you know help try to boost them up in a, in in one way. But then we we just have them on herbs, and um, so they take these herbs every day that really helps boost up this this one particular process for them, um, boost up their testosterone or thyroid or what, whatever it is. Um, uh, there's, um, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of examples like that, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. So. so fascinating. Yeah. So I know the question that's probably going through everyone's mind, um, is, uh, you know, the common question you probably get is, does it hurt? Cause I know some people are really intimidated of needles in their skin and what can you say to, uh, to alleviate those fears? Well, the, um, the needles are really, really, really tiny. Um, and I, a lot of times I'll show someone, if they're not like super, super scared of needles, I'll show them what the needle looks like. Because a lot of times when you see it, um, it kind of calms your fears down. Here in the West, I mean, you know, it's interesting because in China, um, there's not that needle phobia that people have because from right. a really <laughs> early age they're getting acupuncture and 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 over over here um, when we are really young we we just get shots you know we we have our you know typical um, vaccinations or whatever as as children and so um, we wind up getting getting um, getting shots that way but of course those needles are are enormous and and very painful. And we remember that as children, and so we we all kind of have an inherent needle phobia, myself included. Um, I have to say that before my first acupuncture treatment, I was a little um, little scared. It was just, what's it going to feel like? But um, mm-hmm. when the needles when the needles go in, um, people typically um, um, notice that well, this doesn't feel anything like getting a shot. <laughs> you know, it feels very 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 different. Um, the it, it typically might feel just like a mosquito bite. Now, uh, a lot of times you get chi sensation, and that's um, that's something that, uh, that 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 you really kind of want to get to really kind of activate everything. Um, so it's we call it dutchi, or it's the, the which means the arrival of chi, and 
um, the Chinese style is to get the arrival of qi where the patient feels it. So, so I will, I will um, insert the needle, and then, and then when the patient responds, goes, oh, okay, I feel that sensation. Um, that's when, that's when you stop. And typically, that sensation just kind of feels, it feels kind of warm, or maybe it feels like, uh, like a weird electrical sensation in your body, or um, maybe sometimes um, some patients experience like a, a light or a color or s- something associated with that 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 particular point, um, or maybe even heaviness, a heavy sensation sometimes, or something like that. Now, there are also people who are who are legitimately very, very needle sensitive, and they they, uh, um, they tend to have really delicate skin. So you can kind of see that when they come in, and they're just they're they're a lot more delicate type of uh, people. And so when I do palpation and palpate on their bodies, a lot of times they they're a lot more tender in a lot of places. And for those individuals, um, I actually choose a Japanese style treatment because the Japanese are actually a lot more. Um, that way, They're, they um, oppose the Chinese. They have, um, they just uh, t- uh, typically have a lot more sensitivity um, on their skin for for some reason. Um, gen- genetically, it seems just to have been that way. So the Japanese have all kinds of acupuncture techniques because acupuncture um, wound up um, going to Japan um, uh, uh, just about a couple thousand years ago, um, and they have all kinds of techniques to. Um, to help treat that, and so when people um, uh, uh, kind of have have that type of symptom, there's there's Japanese techniques that are very very light, and you really don't want to get the the, the chi. The Japanese interpret that a little differently, where when the practitioner feels it, so the practitioner is looking for a little bit of a response, and it's it's usually before the patient even feels anything at all. So it's a very 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 delicate um, treatment. And at most, with the Japanese type of treatments, you might feel it almost feels like maybe a mosquito bite or something um, when the when the needle gets gets put in. So yeah, yeah, yeah I um I, well, I can kind of put my two cents in on this since I recently had a my first acupuncture appointment with you um, last week, and I was not terribly intimidated of the needles, but it was more of like the mind game of oh my goodness, there's needles in my skin, but it's so light, and you you really don't feel it very much at all. It's again more of like the mind game, and like you said, that that chi sensation. Like I believe you put a a needle kind of on the side of my leg, and then I could feel it all the way down into my ankle. And it's just it's interesting, but it's not. I wouldn't call it painful at all. Mm-hmm. But I, right, as, you, right, as yeah. you mentioned, it's different for different people, probably. It's an interesting, yeah. It's a sensation, yeah. It's a, it's um, as I as I was saying, you know, it's one of those kind of esoteric things that when people describe it to other people, well, does it hurt? Well, no, it doesn't hurt. Well, do you feel it at all? Well, yeah, you feel it, but <laughs> but it's not a hurt. It's a, you feel um, you feel a sensation there, and that's your chi, and that's your that's that that's that healing force. Um, that's that that's a movement of chi and blood in your body that that's that's there that. Um, that's that's uh uh that's being activated there yeah mm so neat 
Yeah, so um, I don't want to keep you too long, so I want to wrap up here. But anything else that you want to say? I, I feel like we're going to need a part two of this, <laughs> which would be <laughs> great. But how can um, – anything else you want to say? And then also uh, give us the information so people can find out um, where to find you and they can give this a try. Absolutely. Well, yeah, um, um, I guess really um, we covered a lot of lot of lot of ground about acupuncture. Um, I've got a practice here in town. Um, it's in the medical district, um, right uh, right by Covenant. We got a little office um, building um, on Twentieth and Memphis. Um, so I'm at thirty seven eleven Twentieth Street, and um, people can get a hold of me either um, on my website. I've got um, I've got an option where they can book an appointment. Um, directly on my website, or they can call. If anyone has any questions, um, you can call my number there. And the the website is lubbockintegrative.com, and that's um, integrative with a V, uh, so it's I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-I-V-E.com. And um, people are definitely welcome to um, to go on there and um, just, just see a little bit about uh, what I do and uh, if they have any questions, of course, uh, give me a call. Perfect. So, Lubbock Integrative, all one word, dot com. And um, I'll just include that here in the show notes. And, um, Blake, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time on your day off to do this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for thinking of me, and I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. 